Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast about after the death of her mother and having no other known relatives, Evie takes a DNA (laughs) test and discovers a long lost cousin she never knew she had. Invited by her newfound family to a lavish wedding in the English countryside, she's at first seduced by the sexy aristocrat host, but is soon thrust into a nightmare of survival as she uncovers the twisted secrets in her family's history and the unsettling intentions behind their sinful generosity. Sinful generosity. And a Big Brother podcast as well. Hey, Danielle, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you for the invitation. Now in theaters. (laughs) What the hell was that? What was that? It was the last 10 minutes of Big Brother last night is what it was. It was so... It felt like it took so long. I still don't know what that movie is. I mean, listen, am I going to see it? Of course. Of course I'm going to watch this movie. That looks like a Danny movie for sure. It seemed like Flowers in the Attic slash um, Hide and Seek. I don't know. It looked fun. I don't know. Crimson Peak. Remember that? With Guillermo del Toro. He would like to forget it. <laughs> what um, a week, Oh, my gosh. Danielle. So much happened. We have, First. we have so much going on. Uh, we're premiering a new segment in the show later today called Seven Minutes in Hell. It is 15 minutes long. And uh, we're, we're going to get to that, but... What a week. Like, where do we even start? Like, is it even worth talking about, like, what happened on Sunday or no? No. The most important (laughs) things they crammed into Wednesday and sort of Thursday. I mean, the most important thing, the most important, the the skyrocket moment. This is the moment everyone tuned in for. You know, along the season of Big Brother, ratings usually slip week after week. Instead, for this Wednesday episode, the ratings went up, baby. You know why? Because everyone wanted to see this fight, this absolute rocket ship moment. Because it's all we heard about on the feeds, but no one actually saw it. So finally... It's like it. Joe Byron's stock market. Like other than the first six months of the year, it's it's going up, baby. It's oh, going yeah. up. Yeah. So I, I guess we're going to start with the fight. Okay, we have to the fight. Okay. Okay. So what happens is Nicole <laughs> Nicole has to throw the competition because the plan is still to get <laughs> Turner's HOH. By the way, and I the plan talk is about Turner later. Still to get Taylor out back to her. So. Uh, Nicole is like, I have to throw the competition. And Nicole says that she has this huge breakdown. She storms into the room, the bedroom, crying, saying, I need the room. And she buries herself in bed. She has so much integrity as a a former police officer and current chef. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just the internal strife of even thinking that she might have to throw a competition would let the boys in blue down and is, is causing her to have a meltdown. And let me say something with absolute certainty right now, even though we yeah. haven't really seen her perform. Nicole sucks at competitions. So it's really not yeah, that different from her normal performance. She keeps saying about how she's like the strongest woman there. And she's like this big threat. I'm like, not really, actually. Nicole this week had the strongest case of HOH-itis I've ever seen with someone who wasn't in any form of power at all. Yeah. She, it wasn't just this. It, there was other stuff going on where it's like, she's like making announcements to the house and going around. It's like, I need to tell everyone that Terrence is going home. It's my response. Like, what? Who, who the hell are you? She, yeah, she has really stepped into the leading lady of Big Brother 
role that she has written for herself. But so she's crying. Daniel comes in to comfort her. And or wait, first she's telling the ladies about, I don't know, why she's crying. She's saying she's stressed out or she something. Said, they all I, think that it's because her mom is sick. They think something bad happened to her mom. So they're all like rightfully very concerned and upset. And with that knowledge, with that context, Taylor says, listen, if you need to like sit out and what I got from it, which is what Amira says she got from it is like, listen, if you need to like not do your best at this competition, don't worry about it. Because if you look at the clip, it says, don't consider me is what Taylor says. So like, don't even worry about me. The person who's probably going to be going home, if you want to not work that hard at this competition, it's fine. But instead, Nicole is like, how dare you? How dare you suggest that I wouldn't fight? Again, this thing about honor and like integrity and respectability coming from a cop. Give me. She says, break. I have so much damn integrity followed shortly by after thereafter about Taylor. I just don't see her as a good person. Listen, like <clears throat> Nicole really sucks. Uh, and if you've been on the fence about like, do police officers like systematically like kind of spin the truth about everything they do in order to get to make their version of the truth? the official legal record, like just have no other example than like what Nicole does this week. She right. gets in her head. She has determined in her head, Taylor is the root of all evil. She is the reason why everything is fucked up in this house. She's the one who spun Paloma into a mental health crisis. She's done all these things. And now everything that Nicole does is through the lens of Taylor is the target Taylor is the culprit. Taylor is everything bad. And just twist all of reality to the fact that that is what's going on. And that's not what is going on really at all. And she is, and Nicole is just so unaware of any other option. And it's just like, it shows you the kind of intense pressure cooker nature of this game and that it does make everyone go slightly mad and why would you ever go on Big Brother? But yeah. also, like, I don't know. It, the whole background of, like, I'm a cop and I can't tell anyone. Meanwhile, she's going around and telling everyone and talking about her integrity as a police officer and then acting like this is like, man, sounds like police officers don't have that much integrity. But yet, it's a, it's sort of I'm like happy. a con man thing because she speaks with such authority and such conviction that she does make everyone else in the house believe in her narrative. It's honestly kind of um, a heroes versus villains survivor thing where the heroes were so convinced, like, I'm a hero. I do hero Colby. things. Colby. God <laughs> yeah, damn it, exactly. Tyler. <laughs> Throw the bucket. I'm a hero. They're the villains. Oh. Heroes win. Villains lose. Like, very, it's a very clear cut the way they think. And that's the way Nicole is thinking. Like, there's just no possible way that anything Taylor says is, like, not Taylor being an evil, manipulative monster. So, anyway. Yeah. It, was, it sucked. It was gross. And then, of course, and then you have Daniel, <laughs> who's also there as well. Uh Daniel, okay, I had to rewatch this clip so many times. So, <laughs> so Daniel's good, so talking good. with Nicole. I didn't want rewatch this. I was like, I don't care about these two. But um, he's like, she essentially fills him in. That's her version of the story. So then they're all sitting in the bathroom, and Taylor comes in with a bag of chips. <laughs> She's all that and a bag of chips. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Daniel goes, stop, just stop. 
And Taylor goes, with the Lays? Because, which I know, everyone knows this is like the most iconic line. With the Lays? And he's like, stop with your manipulative bullshit. And she's like, yeah, I am a manipulative bitch. At first, like, because no one had seen this. I was like, wait, does Taylor... I was like, is the reveal that Taylor actually is mean and she's like giving it back as good as she get? And then I was and then it dawned on me because then she's like, she's she's like, oh, you're going to bring me to finale. I was like, oh, my God, she's joking. And she doesn't realize that he is so dead serious. Everyone else in the room is dead silent, staring at this happening and like stone faced. And she's like smirking and playing around. I was like, Taylor, no. <laughs> like, I felt so bad for her. It was so cringy. And usually when we don't see things that happen on feeds and they're talked about a lot, honestly, they're usually not that exciting. Like once you finally see it, you're like, oh, it's not that big a deal, I guess. But this was awful. The way he talked to her, the way everyone else just stared in silence, it was bad. It was like, because you could see her heart shattering in that moment. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was like, she's kind of playing around. Could she have had a little bit more like social awareness to know that he was being like really serious? Maybe, but it was so like, from her perspective... She's never heard. She's never heard any of this stuff before, and I have to remind myself of that because I'm like, it's so clear to the eleven other people, even the people who are on Taylor's side, they're very aware of the Taylor hate, even if they're not participating in it. Taylor is like not, and she's walking in, and it's like, it's like, it's like almost like a comedy sketch or something like that because he's so fucking mean to her. It's like one of those things where it's like. The improv comedian is acting against someone who has like the lines to a play because it's right, just right, right. so of different – like the genres of it are so different. And then she goes to talk to him and in the living room, she's like, listen, I, I'm really sorry if I did something wrong here, but I kind of want to talk to him. And he's like, I will never forget what you did to Paloma. I was like, what? What? <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm thinking there's a name I haven't heard in a while. <laughs> like, honestly, so much has happened this week that I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, to blame, I mean, and this is clearly what they've all convince themselves with no small amount of help from Nicole and Daniel. Like it was somehow Taylor's fault. I'm doing finger quotes that Taylor, I mean, that Paloma left. I mean, that's really bad. That's a really weird narrative to go with. And then what Nicole says is actually like really gross and not cool. She goes, you need to learn how to speak to people. Think about the words that you're saying, which is like, first of all, Back at your sister, so, you know, and and it's just like she, literally all she's doing is going around and being nice and hey, can we pray for Nicole right now and for her mother? <laughs> oh yeah, that moment. <laughs> it's like, and, Nicole, and, and it's just that's like what's gross, especially from Nicole who like goes around talking about integrity. It's like, okay, you feel that way about Taylor. You don't like Taylor. It's one thing. Don't agree with it, but whatever. You don't like her. It's fine. But to have like – just to be completely closed off to any other evidence of anything else that any other possibility exists and being so closed-minded about it is 
what's making her, I'm sure, the number zero person on Joker's. Well, I also thought that was an objectively stupid thing to say to Taylor because Taylor is a pageant queen. Do you know how much training pageant queens go through or pageant people go through so that they have well thought out answers? You know, no one wants to be the next whatever that. Remember that pageant girl who who was like really made fun of. I don't even remember what she was talking about, but she went viral for oh, having not a big bad brother. answer. Not on Big Pardon? Brother. No, no, no. In a real pageant. Oh, the girl... one who was like, yes, because and the world peace and yes, the hunger exactly. because and for therefore so yes. Like that girl. Yeah. Exactly. I think since then it's been drilled into their heads even more so. Like, you know who we need? Romeo, the pageant. Oh, coach. Romeo. <laughs> he's, so, he's available. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think it's so drilled in their head. Think before you speak. Be precise with your words. Like, for Nicole of all people to say that to Taylor, I was like, Nicole the cop, who no matter what she says, is she thinks she's right about everything. Come on. The and then the the funniest thing about this editing wise is this happens. By the way, this is happening at like eleven a.m. on a Saturday, I believe. This is happening shortly before the veto competition starts, and they do the veto competition a little bit in the afternoon, early afternoon, on Saturdays. And at the end of all this fight, it cuts to Turner sleeping in the HOH. And like snoring sound effects, like oh, and Taylor and Turner's up in the room snoring like a wolf bear because he doesn't know what's going on. Which I I highly doubt that's what was happening, but I, it was just a very right. interesting choice. Um, I want to talk about Turner. I want to okay. talk about my favorite television show, The Leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Turner, as we will highlight later in the episode with our guests. We were not high on Turner in previous no. we, we thought he was a nothing. Yeah. Turner is the leader of a generation. Hmm. Turner stands up at the veto meeting and says, I'm the youngest person in this house. And it is he's Greta Thunberg. <laughs> I, why, why are all you adults not solving <clears throat> global warming? I'm nine years old. I'm solving <laughs> global warming. I'm the youngest person in this house. Everyone's so Everyone's dogpiling on Taylor, saying things behind her back, and it's not okay, and and it's and it's bad and weird. But I'm the youngest person, and I have to stand up for it. Also, so that was cool. Also, his HOH strategy is to just sit next to people, and people just say everything to him, and he goes, "Oh, for sure, <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude." He goes like, "Fire, that's oh, fire." Oh no, I fucks with that. Fire, or say, sure. Like, I'm confident he'll also say that's not fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cap. <laughs> that's not mid for that's not that's not that's not mid for sure. That's fire. That's cap. Uh, yeah. He is I don't, so interesting to listen to because he has actually amassed quite a bit of power. And as we've seen, put together this really monster alliance of people. He did with the other guys, with the pound, with Kyle, with Monty, with Joseph. I don't want to say that they're without a hand in this. This happens every year on Big Brother where it's like there's a big dominant alliance to start the game and there's like, oh my God, if the seven other of you actually Just realized, sat down yeah. together, you could actually form a more formidable counter alliance and it just never happens. And this year it did happen. It turned into the leftovers. He did all of that while like literally napping the first two weeks and not really having 
from my perspective, much strategy other than just sitting down as the HOH, listening to what everybody has to say and just being like, for sure, dude, <laughs> fire. And that was it. And because of that, he is the leader of a generation. Okay. I would not go that far. <laughs> I am not going to completely change my mind on Turner. I thought Turner did a good job as HOH this week because he saw where the wind was headed and he didn't try to stop the sales. Okay. Yeah. Turner had Kyle, Monty, Joseph, uh, and and those just those three, right? Yeah, just yeah. those three. The three strongest guys in the house come up to him and say, hey, here's what we've noticed. Also, there's the added sort of impetus to be, don't you want to be seen as the person who stops bullying? But like, we're yeah. all on the outside. Here's all of our information. Can we make a change? To his credit, he didn't try to stop it. He went with it and he, he did do the big move, right? So I'm not saying that Turner didn't have a great week. He did. But I also don't think... I don't think he's like a power player. I don't think that he's going that far in the game because he still doesn't have a number. He doesn't have like a duo. He doesn't have a trio. He's the fourth lowest with Kyle, Monty, and Joseph. He's the least hot guy in the pound. He's the pooch <laughs> of the pound. Oh. He's the runt of the litter. Oh. But like he... I just don't think it actually solidified that much for him. Yes, he's in the leftovers and he's higher up than Michael, Brittany and Taylor. So, yeah, he's he's a solid middle in the leftovers. But unless he wins something else, I just don't think that that really did that much for him. It, it made him a great player for us to root for, for the audience. But in the house, I don't think so much. I think it's too early to, like, make that determination. Like, Well, too bad. I've I, made it. Okay, fantastic. <laughs> I think at this stage in the game, there is nothing wrong with being like a low member of a large alliance that has the power to basically get to jury with minimal damage to it. Like, spoilers, I'm not going to say who, someone in Leftovers wins HOH, right? So mm -hmm. like, it's very, very unlikely that any Leftover goes home this week. And not to mention the fact that like, They've like with as long as the um, stupid uh, besties is in place, like it's going to be really hard to get out even a single leftovers member until this thing is over. Yeah. So, and then you know what happens? Say we get to jury, and I don't know. Okay, so Say now we get to jury, and Alyssa. <laughs> Alyssa, Daniel, and Nicole are gone. And it's like Indy and Terrence are the last like non non leftover people left. Who are people going to be targeting? They're going to be targeting Monty. They're going to be targeting Joseph. They're going to be targeting Michael. Um, they're going to be targeting. Tar like, I think it's okay to go after that. I think it's okay to just kind of be like chilling in the middle of like a yeah. very big alliance and be very well insulated because at a certain point, it is going to turn into an individual game and not an alliance game. And, like, you want Joseph and Monty to be, like, there to be nominated and go out before you do. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that makes him a natural leader player. I think that there will be a president of these United... Oh, I don't want to wading into politics. I think there's a president of these United States who is on TikTok now and he's just a boy. And he's like, oh, for sure, that's Cap, bro. 
<laughs> for real, for real. Like, that's what I'm saying. Mont Turner is the voice of a new generation he of is, politicians. Sure. They don't have to say <laughs> four score and seven years ago. They don't have to say, ask not what your country could do for you, but what you could do for your country. They say, I fucked with that. Sure. Yeah, I fucked yeah. with that. And that's what President <laughs> Turner says. <laughs> okay. It, I have to be a real Debbie Downer now. Fuck yeah. So I've loved the forming of the leftovers. I thought this was such compelling TV. This was so great. Like watching them come together, watching them figure it out, watching them convince Turner to do it, bring in Brittany, uh, Michael and Taylor, tell Taylor, like, you have a place with us now. You're not like this house has tried to break you. We're going to build you up. Like watching all of that form was exciting. They pulled off their plan. It was a blind side in a way. It was very exciting. Okay, now that they've done that, we're kind of just going to be watching um, a steamroll. <laughs> like, I hope. Yeah. And, and I hate to tell you guys this, but Taylor, Brittany, and Michael are on the bottom of that. They're going to be the first to go. So I, that was a question I was going to ask philosophically. We actually, for the, for the first time this season, we have, like, it's crazy that, like, the three hot, strong guys are in the underdogs alliance. Right. But it's true. It's very ball smashers esque, where you have like the the like four hot preppy girls like in the underdogs alliance. Yeah. Anyways, we have this alliance that's the feel good alliance of the year. You have Taylor, who is by far the most sympathetic underdog character we have in the house. You have Tur uh, Kyle, whom everybody liked. You have Monty and Turner, who people like. You have even Br you have Brittany and Michael, who I think Michael is a, is a fan favorite. Michael's number one on Jokers right now. Like, we don't like bad people and we want to see them suffer. Clap if they should suffer. <laughs> I mean, we're like, we're having this ar like, argument of like, it was something we were talking about when Paloma was on. It's like, okay. Did Paloma, like, do not cool things to Taylor? Absolutely. Is Taylor... Was Paloma also excellent television because she's a villain? Yes. Yeah. Which is why we didn't want to see her go. Prayers up to Poe. Hope she's doing well. Godspeed. So we have this... The Underdog Alliance is now, like, squarely in power and might not lose a single member... They're not going to. And for, here's the oh, thing. For a while. Do we want that? Do we want villains? Daniel and Nicole are villains. Do we want them to stick around or do we want to see them go home? It's um, it's a big question. I mean, I was really hoping for an indie or Nicole HOH. But I for, here's the for other sure thought Nicole was going to win HOH because like this is what always happens. You're like, oh, yeah. my guys, my girls, my squad is about to take over the game. And then like the worst HOH possible yeah, happens. Yeah, but here's the, here's the other layer, Brett, <laughs> is that because of Big Brother's producers and their hey. need for stupid twists, because of the bestie festy twist, even if Indy or Nicole had won, it still would not, it still would not have been a leftover going home. There was still, there's never going to be a chance of a leftover going home. This twist, the festy bestie twist, I'm saying it as many times as Jasmine says it, basically Stop. reinstated the cookouts plan from last season. Like, yeah, well, basically, it's the same strategy. It's exactly. Like, 
Like, Everyone has t- their friend. Yeah, go ahead. We talked about it last week. But what was interesting was last week, Pose Pack was like still kind of a thing. And like Amira was a good player. Hi. Also, welcome to this podcast, by the way. Like a lot of people have started listening to this podcast. Thank you at Spoiler Girl of One. Thank you so much. And girl. like, thank you. Like, thank you. My tweet, which fucking blew up. People are checking it out. <laughs> that was a Brett tweet, by the way. Hashtag Brett tweet. Uh, a lot of people are welcome to the pod. Won't maybe listen to it the first time. One of the th- aspects of this pod is that when we play, say a player is good, they go home immediately after. So, like, we're not dumb. This is part of the show, is that we are yeah. dumb. Yeah. What the fuck was I talking about? What, we're oh, talking yeah, about- Pose Pack. So, the yeah. bestie bestie thing was someone on Twitter, I called, I, I shouted out their account by name last week did the map of the Festi Besties and that Popac was the cookout inside the Festi Besties. Except for Postpac disintegrated, is done, and it's just now, um, and it's just now uh, uh, Leftovers is basically the serving that role of, you know, there's always in the pair, there's always someone from outside the Alliance to go home. Uh, yeah, like basically the only the only one last night before last night was Joseph and Monty were a pair, but now they have Terrence and now Terrence can be evicted. Yeah, yeah it's really unfortunate. I'm I'm feeling a little pessimistic. Can we get into spoilers? Did we get uh, anything else? Uh, can we t- Amira? Oh, R.I.P. Amira. You know what? Amira was too cocky. Julie called her out on it. Julie said, you said this game was easy, that you were playing all, like already won. And Amira copped to it. I don't I thought Amira went out well. I don't know. Amira was fine. You know what? You know what I have to say about Amira? Because I was not really high on Amira entering the game. Like, I thought she was something about her was like off. She was really boring. She doesn't saying anything. And then she gets on and she starts playing. And I'm like, wow, she's actually a pretty adept social player. Amira is the representation of American tech corporate culture. Mm. She has the perfect ability to stand in a room, be powerful, command attention, get things done, and say things, but actually say nothing. And her goodbye speech was exactly that. It's like, fight for your that life, was a really- girl. And that she's was just a dud. like she like that was what that was what made me like so like confused about her in yeah. the pregame in the first episode. I'm like, who is this person? She yeah. just is like, hi everybody, I'm really happy to be here, and I love my friends and I love my family. And it's like, what? Can you have anything to say? Do you have anything to say other than the one thing that everybody feels in the world that they love yeah. their friends and their family and that they're happy to be here? I, it was I don't know, extremely, like, whatever. Extremely Goodbye. Boring. We're not going to see her again. But like, she reverted back to she didn't give the original us, hashtag. Brett was right. Yeah, she really didn't give us much to talk about. Really, uh, she she was really she, confident all week. She like she wasn't even doing like any campaigning or anything. Like Terrence was. Terrence was talking to everybody. My man Terrence was working. Rope wheels on the bus go round and round. <laughs> uh, but yeah, R.I.P. When she was in the house, she was she gave us some game. It's always like, yeah, it's easy to play when you're on top, when your friend is the HOH and you have no chance of going up. So you can make all these relationships. You f- can feel comfortable. That's easy. When you're on the block suddenly, uh, that's when it's hard to play. And we saw that um, she didn't have what it takes. Whatever. Like... Whatever. Like in, in a way, like she, I think she overperformed and was like better at Big Brother than I ever expected her to be. And then another way, I was like, this was a complete nothing. 
Can we get into spoilers? Absolutely, we can. Okay. Monty won HOH. He got invited. <laughs> he did. And you know what I say? Boring. That's a party <laughs> I want to skip. I'm sorry. It's boring. Uh, I yeah, I mean, this. I was like happy for the leftovers. <laughs> like, I was just, I really, I was just basic. I told, I texted you before the show started. I'm like, Nicole is 1000% when I get to it. But even if she had, that would have been so much more fun because she would have put up, you know, whoever she wanted out, they would have voted the opposite. It would have been fun. Yeah. Like, and then also, like, if she wins HOH, her enemy Taylor is also like co HOH safe that safe, week. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be boring. It seems like Danielle and I had an argument about, the, about this this morning. It seems like Alyssa and Indy are going to be the nominations. Right. With I, un, I'm kind of understanding it to be temp, like pawn nominations with the intention of nom- nominating Taylor and Nicole later in the week. Yeah. And um, and the the one thing about it that is weird is like Taylor understandably is having a hard time trusting. Taylor's been in some toxic relationships in the house. Like Taylor yeah. has not had an easy time like the past three weeks or whatever. And I could even sense last night watching a little bit of the feeds. Joseph was like, Joseph was like in studio 54 in like 1979 last night. Like he was, <laughs> he, I'm going to say he was like, he was doing some, he was, he was doing, he, he was, was peppy. He was peppy. Yeah. He was peppy. Riding high. I'll say that. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and he was like talking to Taylor, like, hey, we have to nominate you this week because we want to get Taylor out. And you could sense that Taylor was like, I understand why we want Nicole out, but I'm really not cool with being a pawn this week. And like, yeah. you just pulled me in to be in your group. And I, as much as I want to trust you guys, and I have to say that I do, like, <sighs> And good she for really, her. I, I can't blame her for feeling like, fuck, the pawn always goes home and stuff. Even when Absolutely. it's so clear that Nicole is the target. So I, it seems like they're working on Taylor a little bit to be like, I understand your, where you're coming from on this. But like, trust us, we all want Nicole out of the game. So we'll see. We'll see. I think Taylor is so right to do that. And she also, I've seen little bits and clips and tweets where she, Michael and Brittany, I think are aware at least, like they have formed sort of their own trio within, um, within the, the leftovers. Yeah. 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 I don't think they have a name yet. They don't but, know, but it's like they're, the pound is the four guys and then right. Brittany, Michael and Taylor, the other three are kind of their own little sub, sub alliance. Yeah. And so to their credit, they're aware of that. And I think Taylor should really hit that. If she really doesn't want to go on the block, which she shouldn't, and she should feel comfortable in this new alliance to say that, she should hit them hard with the guilt, with the like, I've been up on the block. And she's right, not only for herself and her game, for for us, the audience, the entertainment value of Taylor being the pawn is negative a thousand. I don't want to see Taylor and Nicole back on the block again. It's boring. I want to see Indy and Alyssa on the block. I want to see Monty. I know that won't happen this week, but Monty and Joseph on the block. I want to see Kyle and Daniel on the block. Oh, yeah, like why don't you? Why don't you just put up Daniel? Like Daniel's Nicole's right hand. Daniel has been as mean, if not meaner, than Nicole. Also, and just give them the old, give them the old, like, you're the pawn. And yeah, once you guys win HOH, we'll take you down. I mean, win, win veto, we'll take you down. And then don't let them win veto. <laughs> or let someone else win veto. They don't use it. I mean, that would be the Jasmine. most fun. 
throw up Jasmine and turn. No, don't throw up. Don't don't throw up Jasmine. How dare you? She mm-hmm. has a twisted ankle. How dare Certainly you? Certainly a long recovery on a twisted, like on a on like a non-structural damage injury. Yeah, and she fainted. We didn't even talk about the fact that she fainted. Well, we did talk about Jasmine a little bit. <laughs> That's true. We have to save that. I, I think we should get into questions then. Um, should we do the segment or should we do questions? Whichever. Whichever. Let's try something different for okay. this week. We have a new segment and it's called Seven Minutes in Hell. Okay, we're doing something very special, very new, very problematic, probably, for the future of the podcast. (laughs) It's called Seven Minutes in Hell, in which either Danny and myself are in hell or a listener is in hell. I'm not sure who's in hell, (laughs) who has the worst off situation. But last week, Power Listener at RB Clips asked us on Twitter to come on the pod and explain why we're wrong about Jasmine. And I think that's a great idea for a new segment. So welcome Ryan, AKA RB clips, former the challenge podcaster. I don't know anything about this. You just told me about it five seconds ago. Welcome to the podcast. Don't lie to your listeners. You're a, you're a heavy listener. I know that. Um, thank you guys. This is really exciting. Um, first time, first time. You know, I would you say we're the- excited to hear about why we're wrong, but personally, I'm not. Personally, <laughs> I prefer being right. So <laughs> no, this I is all that. Brett's idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Okay, Ryan, in seven minutes, like, why are why are we wrong about Jasmine? I mean, I don't know if I have a full seven minutes on that, but um, I mean, you guys didn't want to talk about... Um, invitation at all real quick <laughs> we no, saw that question but the invitation is going to be in the main pod rest assured yeah got it um yeah so i mean a little background i guess just real quick basically i'm a huge fan of hey julie mostly the Thank twitter you. not so much the pod <laughs> but the twitter is fire wow um <laughs> And wow. no, but I do. And I tell definitely not I, seven minutes of hell for Danny. <laughs> no, I'm loving it so far. Actually, <laughs> oh, the I'm, great. I'm team except Ryan. For the, except for the deleted tweets, I guess sometimes, but um, that's not me. That's oh, only Brett. I know who, it is. I know who it is. <laughs> he doesn't get the look, but uh, yeah, no big fan of Hey Julie. I tell anyone I see basically to listen to it. My mom, sister-in-law, my friends, Ariel and Cody, and they always respond basically like, no. They're yeah. casuals. <laughs> They're not following the feeds. They watch the shows. That's very funny. And I'm like, no, they don't. You have to listen. They talk about the feeds. They know what they're doing. And they say, no, I think they just read recaps before they go on. I'm like, I disagree. I think they know wow. what they're doing. This is them, <laughs> not me. And the, all of these things are true. I right. mean, and in that, past seasons, yeah, <laughs> definitely true. <laughs> it pretty much depends on the season. If the season is good and there's good stuff, then we're on the feeds. And if it sucks... And then nothing's I happening, then yeah. we're maybe watching two episodes a week. Who knows? I have other <laughs> things in my life. Right. No, hey, I don't I'm a magician. <laughs> the last three years have not been great. Um, I apologize if you can hear my dog trying to make her yeah, stop. But, I, um, this is seven minutes of hell for anyone who cares about <laughs> audio. Actual audio, Because your yeah. dog is going crazy, right? Um, yeah, so basically, they don't let, you know, that's what they would tell me. And as for the most part, I disagreed until I saw your pro Jasmine tweets. And then I, I apologize to all of them. So I'm like, you're right. They, they might be casuals because no one would have 
a pro Jasmine stance if they were following the feeds in real time. There's just no shot. I actually disagree with the thesis of your statement. I think that it makes more sense for casuals to dislike Jasmine because her on television persona is so grating and dissimilar from how she behaves on the feeds. That's why I like Jasmine because on the feeds, she's not doing this like high pitched, yo, I'm a, I'm a better than a piece of cardboard <laughs> on Saturday night. Are we allowed to do like, Jasmine impression? Of course. Jasmine does impressions of everybody in the house. She's like a modern day, she's like a modern day Daryl Hammond. She's such a good impressionist. I 100%. She's really funny in the house and she makes fun of people behind their backs and she's just kind of a sassy chaos agent, which is, I'm not rooting for her to like win the game. I don't think she's gonna, but, and, and I understand why watching the television show, she's like for sure, super grating, and the producers have obviously told her to turn the like yeah. sweet southern charm thing <laughs> yeah. to twelve hundred, which sucks, and it's not what she's actually like. But uh, but please tell us more yeah, why. I also why she's actually I'm very bad. I'm very defensive already too, but I'm gonna wait to hear your points before I <laughs> <laughs> re- rebuke honestly, them. Honestly, Brett kind of said my points for me, but I feel the exact opposite. The oh. fact as as a it seems most casuals who only do watch the show are, are hate. I don't know if hates maybe too strong a word, but are disliking her strongly because of how much it's dialed up. And for me, knowing how she is in the house, doesn't have that accent, doesn't have that crazy Southern charm. Usually she's just talking shit on everyone. For me, the duality of being like fake on TV compared to how you actually are. That's what makes me upset and not a huge fan of Jasmine personally. Jasmine only though, like you seem to have a real bone to pick with Jasmine. That was like no, your no, whole thing. No, 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 okay. no. Hold okay. on. I think he's a bone to pick with us. I have a bone to pick with the two <laughs> of you. True, but yes. I have a problem with a, with a few of the girls. I mean, should we talk? I know this isn't the segment, but how insane is Nicole? Oh yeah. It. I mean, we will get into Nicole. Nicole, like if if you were. Okay, if you lived in America the last two years, like <laughs> you definitely have some opinions on police work. Like I don't a little bit. Uh, oh, yeah, I I think that like, well, I'm going to talk about this on the main pod, but like I think Nicole's behavior like completely cements like that police officers should not be trusted with like literally like giving you their name and date of birth because it's like right. they're probably lying they're probably lying about that too like even the most <laughs> basic facts coming out of their mouth you one has to assume that they're spinning the truth yes. and trying to frame you for something yes oh, yeah. but let's bring it back to Jasmine because if you okay. think that you're coming on this podcast and just saying <laughs> outright like Jasmine sucks without more evidence to back it up other you than the fact that she talks shit yeah we need I the receipts, receipts Ryan. I have receipts from you okay. two from, from okay. Quotes. I mean, just to before I get into that, I will go further into chat. You guys argued that she's playing a great game. She's like this mastermind yeah. strategist. I don't know what yeah. show you're watching or what <laughs> feed you're seeing. The whole last week, there's even like a hashtag that they do, leaning jazz or whatever, where she just lays down and eats Doritos from room to room. Brett said he never saw her in the HOH. She lived in the HOH for a whole week, never moved off the bed. I saw the opposite. I thought I saw that she was only downstairs because she couldn't go upstairs. She's having she's this whole hissy that fit. She's having this whole hissy fit right now because she's a have not this week, and she's like, "I don't want to go upstairs, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and she yeah. was significantly less. In, she's significantly less injured now than she was when she was hoh. 
That is true. She's milking it a lot. And Which, I think you she's, guys, go ahead. I think she's a strategist in the way she's milking the injury. She hasn't lifted a damn finger in that house. She's not cooking her own meals. She's not <laughs> cleaning up anything. You know why? Because she doesn't have to. She just flashes those big old eyes and that sweet little <laughs> smile. And everyone's doing it for her. She has no oh. power in this house. And yet people are still catering to her every whim. That tells you me a little something about social game. Do you know what people do all the time is they come on Big Brother and they're like, I want to be Dan. I want to be Derek. I want to be a master <laughs> strategist. Do you know what Jasmine has done? Jasmine said, Christmas. I'm modeling myself after another all-star Big Brother player. I'm modeling myself after two-time third-place runner-up, Christmas Abbott, who didn't Hell have yeah. a ligament as she did the show. Jasmine's getting third place confirmed. Confirmed. Legend. <laughs> I would try. Hey, I mean, you'd be dumb not to drag her there. She's not going to compete. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Jasmine, comp beast. Can we say that now? She won HOH. In a, in two, she beat two, in, in the two round, which, by the way, I know we'll get into this. I hate how the HOHs are two rounds. Just make yeah, it one. Terrible. Let's fix, like, speed it up, honey. And then she was first to find her envelope. It's not a spoiler. In last night's eviction episode. She was right. The first. And why was that? Because she's also, a great competition rigged. threat. It was rigged. She's a it, was in, it was in she's her a race. She's a mentalist during the, the bestie comp where everyone was holding up the lighter. She mentalized everyone <laughs> to not pick her and she mentalized Turner, the actual eventual HOH, to pick her and keep her safe. Seriously, oh. she's a Jane, genius. We've, Ryan, we've gone over seven you minutes guys, You guys came at me hard, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, do, you have any, do you have any parting thoughts, any final I, haymakers I to throw at us. I do, and feel free to edit it out your pod. But um, I'm not, I don't edit this pod. We I'll would never. The, I'm pulling up my notes here because over on the Hey Julie uh, Discord that I moderate, there were a bunch of fans that <laughs> link, wanted link me to, to ask us, you please. some quotes okay. and have your response to her. Maybe apology. Wow. We'll wow. see. <laughs> so the first quote I have is... Uh, this one's from Brett. This is from last week's podcast. Oh my and God. he said, Turner is a fucking nothing. End quote. <laughs> your I'm, thoughts I, now? You're going you're to hear it on the main pot, but I have some positive. I think Turner is Just actually, I think Turner is brilliant and a natural leader. And I will expound on that in the main pot. <laughs> okay. So your Here. thoughts have, have switched. Born natural, like FDR <laughs> level natural <FDR>. leader. <laughs> Did you have something, Dan? Well, yeah. that was Brett's thought, so I won't speak on his. I'll wait okay. for mine. Here's here's a quote from you. I have a few from you. Okay. Um, oh, why? <laughs> these are all from last week's pod, so it is, they uh -huh. are recent. They're recent. You knew these people. Yeah. She won't win anything all summer. There is no way. Brittany is not winning anything except a place in my heart. Since that happened. <laughs> She won a veto competition. Yeah, but you know what? I she won it with Michael, and Michael's the true comp beast. Sorry, That's not true. to not to talk down on a powerful woman winning a competition. And I was half I was half right. She is winning a place in my heart. Like you can't you can't That's say true. that's a bad thing to say. But you said anything all summer, and immediately yeah. okay. No apology. Immediately she won. No, I don't apologize. In fact, no, I double oh. down. I say she won't win anything else. <laughs> okay. okay. And then, Brett, you added to that quote, she might be worse than Jasmine with a bum leg. And Jasmine, who famously fainted in that same competition. 
Oh, I so love Jasmine that won, Jasmine won a more important competition without the leg. And without she Michael. Did. And ba- Brittany won half a competition. Brittany, I, I don't know how to describe it better, but was like literally a workhorse. Like literally was just a mule pulling yeah. Michael up and down the thing. She didn't have to do anything. And she was against Br- someone who was throwing it. Guys, Brittany. Yeah, she it. was against a person who was unconscious and then another person, if, a cop, who was throwing it. If anyone threw it, Taylor threw it. She didn't look that good on that one. Let's be real. I think actually Taylor was trying and, you no, know, she, she had the she odd well. against her. Freaking Nicole. Yeah, that's okay. true. Oh, we all hate right. Nicole. Um, all right. Two <laughs> more. Two more. Two more. We're getting out. Yeah, and I'm gone. You guys come. This gone so much longer than I hope. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can cut it all. Nicole not, and Amira are playing a great game. I think Amira and Jasmine rule. That was all Danny. <laughs> we know we like uh, Jasmine rules. We're, we're saying that. We're still saying so that. I stand, you know what? I stand by it. I thought the way, I was a little disappointed with the way Amira went out just because I was hoping she, she said she was going to like blow shit up. She was going to go crazy. I always say that. I know. And then she went out just classy, but I still kind of respected yeah. her for it. One thing I will say about Amira, she should have worn her glasses. She could not see anything. Did you see the way she was squinting at the screen? I did. I, did, yeah. Julie, I was like, she looks like me without my glasses. She could not see. Like Julie had to tell her who was in that alliance. She could not tell from the pictures. Yeah, she, she did. Was like, she had to Terrence? look around. Yeah. Um, she, I still, her exit interview is not so good today. Yeah, she wasn't good. Oh, I haven't I haven't seen yet. Um, she she ended up, you know what? You're right. She wasn't good because she got out second, second of the whole season. Not very good. But no. Jasmine's still in there, baby. Jasmine is going Jazz. all the way. Yeah, take her, drag her. All right, last one. This is on Turner. Turner doesn't have a plan. Turner doesn't know what he's doing. But you know who does? Jasmine and their besties. <laughs> She's going to lay the groundwork. If Turner was smart at all, he would wonder why one of his buddies went home. Hmm. Hmm. And then a lot more. There are a lot more hmms from Danny in that quote. But this to is be a fair, few I was Danny. right. No, actually, hashtag Danny was right. He didn't know what was going on. And Jasmine, to her credit, did know, <laughs> but things changed. That's the thing. At the moment yeah. in time, I was correct. Turner didn't know shit. Oh, I'm not he saying needed... you guys weren't right at the time. Okay, thank you. We recorded that on Friday morning. This and is, like, this is more of a... stuff, All the leftover stuff happened on like Sunday night. But you guys yeah. are pros. This is that's casual talk. You didn't you didn't know it was gonna we, flip. We are the no, pro we are casuals. professional casuals. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then last thing they wanted me to mention, you guys then reminisced a couple minutes of how funny it was the day Amy Winehouse died. <laughs> it was <laughs> it wasn't funny that. that she died. It was funny that no, the how funny the day was. Parents. I didn't say her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys had a laugh riot for a few minutes about that one. You know, we you, were, we had a shared memory. It was a good time. I will say it was a good time. It was an innocent time. It was a time before you know the world really went to shit, and we yes. were at a pool party in Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> what am I not going to go to a pool party because Amy Winehouse is dead? <laughs> you were you were already on the way. We were on route. Stuff was yeah. packed. We're, yeah, we were on the LIR. <laughs> we were in our swimmies already. Yeah, you had no choice. You had no choice. Um, all right, that was it. I appreciate. I have. A lot more to say, but I don't want to <laughs> overtake the pod. So the, I, I appreciate it. But thank you for letting me come on. This was great. I think it's a good thing to have people come on and just tell us why we're bad. Um, yeah. Thank you, Ryan, aka RB Clips. Any, thank you so any much. other things to say? Uh, I do. I have one. No. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were saying to me <laughs> on my podcast. Yeah, I, th- I think you're going to get the rest of the pod to talk, Danny, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I wanted sure. to give you one last thing about me that you should know that anyone who dares come into seven minutes of hell should know which is which is 
I am a dumb bitch with terrible taste. I will never change. I will never improve. This is a promise. And that is a quote from someone else that I tweeted. But it is true. So just a warning to anyone else who dares fill RB Clips' shoes. I love that. Hopefully it's me. Uh, refilling the shoes. But yeah, no, this was fun. Brett, I'll see you on Amazing Race. <laughs> oh my god well we're diving I, I, into I, that i want to be on the pod for all this but i i get it i get it i'll Danny, see you on a raising amazing race buddy. you look just all like right. that pretty actress busy phillips thank you thank for you so me. much thank you so much <laughs> that was something danielle i was called out but i was ready <laughs> I just think everyone should know that if ever you're going to be on seven minutes in hell just know that i will meet you in hell I mean, like, for sure. Like, we were born in the darkness, molded by it. <laughs> this was the first time we ever did this. Thank you to RB Clips for, for joining us and for doing this. But this was, this was the first time an entrant has come into the, the gladiator arena and fought, like, the, the emperor's champion, which is us. Like, yeah, you got to come with stronger stuff than that. But also, like, <laughs> if not you want to see us crumble... Like, I just know that there are a lot. We Our listeners are the best. We get a lot of amazing questions and comments. So I'm sure there are other people with some spicy takes. Yeah. That being said, I'm not open. Like, it's not open season to be like, can I come on the pod? This is. Yeah. It's not like every episode. You have to prove to us that you have something specific and good and like really boundary pushing that yeah. you're going to come on with. Because I can't have, we can't have every, all of our menchies be like, put me on the podcast. I have something right. to say. No, you don't. No. You're in another Amira. That's what you are. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so nothing. speaking of Menchies, should we get into some cues and comments? Some bites are breaking out in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, just because she was so great about tweeting it, thank you again to Spoiler Girl for the oh, questions yeah. and for tweeting so much about it. Do I think she's listening now regularly? No, yes. probably not. <laughs> but I do appreciate it, and it was really nice of her. <laughs> um, okay, so... From Lexi Center, that Nicole caused all the drama simply because she felt an internal struggle for having to throw a comp, mad faces. Also, why has production honed in on Jasmine's scooter as a bit and is turning up the squeaking sound effects every time she rides that thing? Um, they did this when it's Christmas, too. They had, like, the jingle bells for oh, Christmas yeah. and then the squeaky wheel. So they just had this leftover for uh, from Christmas's time on the scooter. Who was that guy? Was it Clay? What? Was Clay the one who was into Christmas or was it the other like tall white man from Oklahoma? Memphis was into Christmas. No, Memphis is legally into Christmas. Oh, 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 oh. The you holiday. mean who loved the holiday? No, it was Corey. Corey. Corey loved Christmas. Like, it was like, hey, I'm Corey. I'm 23. I'm from Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, I like Christmas slightly more than other people. And it's like anytime he did everything, it was like jingle bell, jingle bell. <laughs> sort of like what they do with Terrence with like, got to be talking about the most. <laughs> Um, okay, so from Matt May 81, Taylor is a good person that doesn't deserve to be bullied and gaslit. Nevertheless, she isn't really that great of a Big Brother player. She makes jury, but not to the end. Your thoughts? So I, I, I agree to an extent. I really think we saw this week, like Brett was saying, how could she 
really play in this house. Like, she's been so ostracized. Even the people who you'd think would sort of fill her in and be kind, like Brittany and Michael, were silent. Like, they're just not... Because it's that fear of like, oh, if I'm seen associating with yeah. her, everyone will then put yeah. a target... It's a very easy way to put a target on my back. Michael Even and Brittany Joseph, play from a place of fear and place of like not wanting to be seen. They're, they want to like blend into the background. Right. So... Is she a good player? Like a couple weeks ago, I would have said, no, she's not good. But I just think that it was so sacked against her now and still sort of maybe. I mean, she's part of the leftovers, so we'll see. We'll see how she goes now that she's sort of got a home within the house. But um, I think she makes it far. Does she win? I don't know. I know. You know who wants her to win? The Big Brother producers. <laughs> but because that would be an incredible story. But I don't know. But I do think it's really hard to say whether she's good or not. Truly. It's, it is hard. I, I, I really like Tara a lot. Like I'm really happy about how things have gone for her the last few weeks. Like finally she's like with a majority Alliance, like her enemies are, are the people who are going after her are like being removed from the house. Um, yeah. I don't know, like, but it's hard to say if it's like it's not like super a result of her strategy of gameplay. Like Kyle came up with the plan to get rid of Amira, and that was hatched between the pound and brought to to Taylor. Joseph also, I was like, I think the TV edit did a disservice to Joseph because he also, I think he may have been even more of a he's, um, he's the impetus player. behind that than Kyle. I'm not saying that like. Taylor didn't have like a hand like Taylor my like everyone in leftovers did an amazing job. One of the things that we, we haven't mentioned this week, just the amazing job that all seven of them did from Monday more Monday morning, Monday afternoon until Thursday night, just their acting job with them because the other people yeah. had no fucking clue at all and they were talking to taylor they were talking to michael they were talking to Brittany. they were talking to monty like yeah you guys are running out terrence right and everyone's like yeah of course yeah maybe you guys could even throw amira you know like throw a vote uh, amira's way or whatever just to make you know terrence feel good or whatever which actually happened which daniel did daniel yeah. thought daniel thought the, the vote was not going to be close at all yeah, I mean, let me pull in this this comment from Technicolor so, twenty ninety nine. Daniel inadvertently voting out Amira was the palate cleanser we all needed. I feel refreshed and ready to go for next week. Get Daniel out. Elvis got to go. Elvis needs to leave the building. Yeah. So uh, to, to wrap up that thought, though, like I don't know, I just think like it's too early to tell. Hey, a week ago, you and I were like Turner is a nothing, and I think, and now we, our opinion of Turner is different. Like you're right. The everyone who has said online, like Taylor has just had so much crap against her. Like she actually, it's hard to say if she's like really playing well or like right now she's just kind of surviving, which like all right now all she has to do. I think we'll see later on in the game, especially it seems like, you know, Leftovers isn't going anywhere. She might make it to jury. Let's see what happens when the smoke clears and say like three or four non Leftovers are the next four evictions, and this kind of the, the shape of the game changes, and leftovers have to start pitting, like playing against each other. Let's see if she like wrangles up three or four people to get out, you know, Joseph or something like that. Then I'm yeah. like, okay, absolutely, yes. Right now, she's doing a pretty good job considering everything that's been thrown against her, but it's just like an incomplete at the moment. Yeah, I will say for her for her to have survived, and I know it was like 
a lot of other people's doing, but for her to have survived from being the house pariah <laughs> since day one. Yeah. I mean, she's not she, something's something's working in her favor. Yeah. Um, so then we have from It's Matt Steele, which member of the leftovers will be the first, the one to betray the group? Not the first, but the one to betray the group. It's a great question. Um, so who's going to betray them? I, at first, I thought Brittany was going to like mess it up, to be honest, <laughs> because she just but she was so anxious and so nervous all the time and just constantly like spinning, constantly talking to people she shouldn't be talking to, giving too many details. But now I think she's a little more confident because she has this group. So I don't think it will be her. I was actually going to say her and Michael seem like the the people where it's like... I think Michael. They seem kind of smart enough and also in a, a low position enough within the um, within the leftovers where it's like, say two weeks go, say two weeks go by and like Nicole and Alyssa have been evicted and we're like, say, and say it's like Daniel and Kyle are nominated against each other. I guess I, I don't know who would be left to join them, but like, I don't know. Could I see them doing that? Like Daniel and Kyle are nominated on a Thursday night. Could I see them pulling Taylor in and maybe pulling in like Jasmine and one other person to be like, Hey, let's flip it and get Kyle out because like Daniel's hated. Daniel's not really going to go far in this game. He has no one. And Kyle's yeah. like a strong competitor. I could see something like that happening with those, with those people. And honestly, Joseph, Monty, Turner, Kyle seem a lot more straightforward. Like, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, we need to, we need to twist. We need to backflip and do a 180 and get Brittany out, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, and that would be really fun to see. Okay, final question from Matt May 81. Who do you think Hey Julie BB listeners would select for their Fessy Bessie if they had to choose between Brett and me? Prediction on pod, poll after, if you dare. Um, who do you think would pick, who do you think they would pick to be their Fessy Bessie? Every you. single listener. You. <laughs> or maybe me, because I'm a bigger target. <laughs> Yeah, who well who's yeah, who do they think is is going to go home? Yeah, they pick you actually. They pick me because if I'm up, <laughs> if I'm nominated against and I'm sitting with them in the chair on Thursday night, well, we're going to vote Brett out. Cuz they know. Danny's I'm not likable. <laughs> but they know I'm not giving up and I will campaign against them. Oh, I will throw their names I under will, the bus. I will swear I will swear on anyone. I will yeah. put my children, my mother, my father, mm -hmm. my God, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will lie. My I seven month old baby. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll do anything, you know, I'll yeah. say anything. Well, we'll make the poll. Thank you for that great idea. I don't want to um, see the poll. <laughs> we don't have to look um, thank you so much for your questions your comments thank you again to RB Clips for coming on and putting us in our place um, we will always be online at HeyJulieBB on Twitter you can email us HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com next week next week we have a very exciting episode we, it's our birthday week next it week. is our birthday week and we might have <laughs> an even better guest than RB Clips. We might. It might be possible. This has been such an exciting season. Spoiler girl. Spoiler girl. RB Clips, the next person. Yeah. 
you watch we're taking guesses go ahead and guess let us like anyone who correctly guesses wins a prize well i'm not what's that what are they getting no we're not mailing anything because it would have to be international because i'm in canada no we're not mailing anything but it's a prize that i will come up with later (laughs) okay you can be on seven (laughs) minutes in hell yeah exactly (laughs) thank you all so much bye julie bye julie